Today, how to juggle it all, have a kick-ass career, and be a great mom. This is the 7 Figures Podcast, smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. I don't know if there is an easy answer, but I am certain that a lot of us are looking for it. We want the easy answer to the question, can you have it all? Can you keep achieving great success at work, yet being that present mom? It's a struggle for a lot of us, I know. And when I was thinking about who models this the best, Michelle Little popped into my mind. She's the founder of The Perfect Granola. The next time you go to the grocery store, look for it. It is a national brand. So she has developed this company into a nationally recognized brand in less than three years. That's crazy, right? And she is a fantastic mother. Michelle Little, thank you so much for being part of our community. Of course. Thank you, Sandy. Now, are you back from your trip visiting Pepsi and Frito-Lay? Or are you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a whirlwind trip. I made it home about 1 a.m. after we flew back. How exciting. And you were there because you are one of the finalists. You are in the running for a big prize, right? So, um, yeah, we're one of the five finalists in the Stacey's Rise Project, which is so unbelievable because there were hundreds and hundreds of applications. And Pad Malashki, actually from Bravo Top Chef, was one of the judges and the top executives from PepsiCo, the women that founded Alice, our judges, the oh founder and God. CEO of Snack Nation. So they weeded through all the applications and we ended up being one of the five finalists. So wow. we get three months of mentorship with PepsiCo. We get a little bit of grant funding. And then at the end, one of us will win an additional grant from PepsiCo and, and more help along the way. Oh, that's so incredible. Is there any way that we can help? <laughs> I don't know. You know, is there like a voting, go vote for me here? Or There's is no it... voting, oh, shoot. but I guess just keep tweeting at Pepsi and Stacey's Tita Chips saying how great we are. <laughs> okay. And they're looking for female leaders then. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, we're all female-founded businesses that are socially responsible and making a difference in our own communities, but then in communities across the world as well. We obviously want to know how you did it, created such a successful company, uh, the Perfect Granola. But before you started the company, you were selling, what was it, machine equipment or something, right? Yeah, industrial electric motors. That's it. How did you fall into that? Um, there's a pretty funny story. I was selling gym memberships, and a lot of the women that went into the gym actually worked for a company here locally in the Rochester area. And we're just saying about how great their their company was and, and you know, how they love their job and how great the company was. And I ended up falling into that, selling motors for, gosh, about nine and a half years for that company and then another company. And then um, after that, just kind of started this company. So, okay, so sales has been, oh, my gosh, by the way, your little baby sounds so cute. I mean, all of us moms can totally relate to what's happening right now in your house. Exactly. <laughs> like we have all been there where we're on a call with somebody and we're like, shh. <laughs> I know. Well, the funny thing is right now she wants me to make a paper airplane. I don't even know how to make one. So. Oh, Michelle. <laughs> Add that to the list of things that we're okay. on. Oh my God. How funny. Okay. So your whole life has really been 
selling. Yep. And you have won awards and accolades for how well you are at selling. Yes. Actually, when I was selling motors, I saw I won salesman of the year two years in a row. I grew my territory to be one of the most profitable in the in the company. And then, you know, I have more awards after I even started this company. So what <laughs> is it? What is that secret? That one thing, the ingredients that we all need to include in our pitch? I think it's honesty and just sincerity. You know, I've never sold somebody something. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm offering a a replacement for what they're using that's maybe not working or offering them, um, you know, something that's just needed in their life. And even now selling granola, you know, it's not, we're, yes, we sell granola so we can have money coming into the company, but it's so much more than that. It's a mission driven company. And, you know, I'm not out there to sell somebody a product or to get them or, you know, to, to build my, my temple or something, you know, it's, it's more about just offering something that is needed in their lives. And yeah, we all need to eat, you know, that's great. But, you know, now it's, it's the avenue of just selling, you know, our mission and creating, really creating a better world through food and love, which happens to be our tagline. But, you know, just offering opportunities for our communities to succeed and to help others. So if we're stuck in a position and, and some people listening might be where their company is asking them to sell something and really truly quote sell something because they don't believe in the product. Would you say then, okay, it's time to move on? Possibly. You know, I mean, we all have bills to pay and and I know that I have certainly found myself in jobs and positions that I didn't 100% agree with or enjoy or find passion in. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I mean, we spend the majority of the time working our jobs. So you want to make sure that you're working for a company that you really believe in and a product that you believe in. We've seen the data that typically women, we aren't good at self-promotion. We're not as good walking into an intimidating situation and selling ourselves, which whether you're in sales or not, we are kind of all in sales, right? Every day we're trying to sell ourselves. Exactly. What advice would you give? Because you yourself, I mean, you have been in the most intimidating situations. I could only imagine when you were first starting out, sitting knee to knee to, uh, you know, CEOs of major companies trying to pitch uh, your product and who you are. Is there anything that you would say, okay, make sure you do this or make sure you wear this or say this or... It's really not. I mean, it's just have confidence. I mean, and at the end of the day, we're all people. And that's actually what I've been telling my salesmen, too, is like, we're all just people, you know, like just sit in a room with, with your best friend or your, your cousin or your sister or brother. You know, it's, it's just about bringing meaning to people's lives. And I think we all want to just find a sense of community. And especially for women, sometimes it is hard tooting our own horn and, and to say why you know, it's, it's us versus them or, you know, winning, you know, winning somebody over with a sale or something like that. But, you know, just get out there. I mean, we are all selling ourselves and, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, just get over it. I guess <laughs> it's just, you've got to have confidence and, you know, even selling motors. I mean, I was always the only woman, you know, yeah. it, it's a very male dominated field and even business ownership, you know, and, and sitting and trying to get funding and, you know, get a, a need going for your product and getting people to understand what it is. 
you know, it's just, it's having that confidence to just sit there and, and do it. And what we were talking about the Stacy's rise project um, that you're a finalist in this whole mission is to give more confidence to women business owners, right? Exactly. And that's, that's really what Stacy's wanted to do and what PepsiCo wants to do is because they realize that 38% of the businesses in the U.S. are women-led or women-owned, but women are receiving less than 2% of VC funding. But studies also show that we have less turnover in our companies, we're more profitable, and we're more community-oriented. So Pepsi's really realizing what we're doing for the communities, especially in the food industry. I mean, women you know, just historically and and statistic-wise are doing the majority of the shopping. So they really want to support women-led businesses, but ones that are giving back to their community and having sustainable products. Okay, so give us the mission behind the Perfect Granola. How did it all start? It all started, um, I I got the idea because I I had gone actually to culinary school and then was selling motors, but, you know, kind of, you know, gaining my confidence in the business world. Um, But I wasn't fulfilled emotionally, I guess. So I was volunteering at our food pantry. And one thing that I really noticed that stood out is there was a lack of healthy food on the shelf. And I started to really think about the families that were coming in there. And a lot of them looked just like me. They were young families, um, but for whatever reason, you know, didn't have jobs or the sustainability and were food insecure. So they were going in the pantry to pick their food. And what I started to think about was, you know, if if you don't have that sense of community and maybe a a job or at least a living wage job and you're going into pantries, you probably don't feel that great. Mm -hmm. And now you're picking up food on the shelf that is highly processed lots of chemicals and preservatives, that's not making you feel that great. So where, how can we help? So I thought, well, you know, I don't know why I thought like the only way that I could do this was start a food company, but that's (laughs) the way my mind works. So I'm like, (laughs) if I really want to help people, I need to start a food company, give everything away, and then hire the people that are walking into the food pantries and give them a job that's a livable wage. Did your mind really say, okay, this is what I think of. This is my idea and I'm just going to do it. Or did you really mull it over, think about it, ask people what they thought? No, I I am just like a, a, a very knee-jerk person where I was like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. Like, it, it really was one of those aha moments. Uh. I was there on a Friday afternoon, and I thought, wow, I want to do more, but I don't have more time. I don't have more money. <laughs> so I'm like, what can I do? And I thought at the time, my kids were one in five at the time. So I thought... I have time. I mean, they go to bed by like seven or eight o'clock. There's still a good two, three hours of productivity in the day. So after I put them to bed every night, I just came back in my office, shut the door and put my head down and started this company. And I worked full time for the first year and a half that I was building this brand and company and actually ended up getting a a second job, a part-time job as a cycling instructor. So then I could work in some time to work out too. Um, But yeah, that was really what it was. I had this idea and I thought if I really want to make an impact, I I can because it's not just about giving donations. We do that. You know, our company policy is 5% of our profits go right back out the door to existing organizations, Um, anything from homeless shelters, food pantries, outreach centers, foundations. We support addiction rehabilitation centers, the Foundation for Missing and Exploited Children and YMCAs and Special Olympics and things like that. But it's more than just donations because we know that donations don't solve the problem. 
yes, there's people living in crisis right now that need to eat. So we're going to continue to make donations. But how do we actually get to the root of hunger, which is poverty? You know, we've got a real problem in upstate New York. Half of our kids are not graduating high school. In fact, a listing just came out last week of the the 50 um, schools in New York State that have the lowest graduation rate. And unfortunately, one of our Rochester City schools is the lowest at 36 percent. I mean, there's a there's a fundamental issue there, right? Like we need to get our kids prepared to break the poverty cycle. So in 2018, we actually um, partnered with Hillside Work Scholarship Connection, where we have a student program now. We hire at-risk youth. We pay them above minimum wage. We get them set up with banking programs and community service days. They build their own schedules. If they don't go to school, they're not allowed to come to work. We Uh make sure that school is number one on their priority list. Um, And it's really just to get these kids ready for the future. So it's, it's more than just donations. It's how do we actually get to our kids, get to the adults that really need training to find jobs um, that have a livable wage. Yeah. Give them the tools and the lessons to break the cycle. Exactly. And we're actually expanding that this year. Um, We are putting in right now a brand new custom built food production line over at Foodlink. And we're expanding their workforce development training program. They've got a new group of fellows coming in um, that'll work with them primarily to to train on culinary skills and food safety. And then we'll have our equipment there so they can learn food production as well. And we'll have a New York State grown and certified allergy-free granola blend coming out later this summer. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited for all your success. Do ideas just pop in your mind or do you... Do you sit down and really think and look at the the landscape and find, okay, this is what's missing here. This is how I can solve this problem. Like how much is it strategy versus let me just take a stab at it and see if it works? Um, About 50-50. So when I first got going, I didn't really give it that much thought. I mean, I knew the breakfast sector in the food industry was growing and I knew the snack industry was growing. Um, And I also had some really good recipes. So that was kind of the easy part. It's like, all right, well, I already know how to make granola. I know how to make granola bars. So that's an easy start to the perfect brand and what we can bring to market. Um, But then it's really feedback from other people, our retailers, our partners, the schools that we work with. And it's talking with them and really seeing, like, what do they need? What is lacking in, in their needs? You know, and, and that's how we came out with the New York State Grown and Certified product is, um, you know, we've got the, the New York State schools came to us and said, you know, we need an allergy free blend. Like, OK, so would you <laughs> would you say a piece of advice? Because there are a lot of people listening and I think everybody's taking away their own little nuggets from this. But those who are interested and they have an, an idea or a passion for something, but not sure how to start it, would you say Allowing yourself to open up to constructive criticism is the number one thing that'll make you better. Yes, absolutely. You've got to be able to listen to what the industry is telling you that they need and want, find out how to do it in a profitable way, and then be open to pivoting your company if something changes. Yeah, that's a struggle for a lot of people, right? Right. Okay, so now being a mama of... Two girls. Two girls, okay. What is what are the pros and cons of working for somebody where you can just turn it off at the end of the day 
and now working for yourself where you really, or I don't know, I should ask you, do you ever turn it off? I, I don't um, because I'm a business owner of two companies right now. So I don't ever turn it off, but I think, you know, right now in my life, I, I have found balance, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's stressful at times because, you know, I'm motherhood first, you know, my kids are very involved in their own things and I'm involved in what they do. Um, But I think especially being a mother of two young girls, I think that I have a real responsibility here to show my girls what's possible and what they can do with a dream and hard work um, and really to, to come up with new ideas. Would you ever turn back and say, you know what, I kind of miss just the nine to five, you know, if that really does exist or the, you know, the job where, hey, it's not my company. Uh, you know, I can sleep easy at night. No. OK. Not at all. <laughs> I absolutely love what I'm doing. Um, you know, I, I know that it, and it's great for some folks. You know, my my husband's got a, a nice, you know, stable job. He goes in, does his work. He enjoys it very much, and he comes home and he's done. Um, but for me personally, I like being busy. I like that at 2 a.m. I might wake up and have a new idea, and I run down to my office and get it done. You know, that for me is exciting. I don't think I could ever go back to just working a 9 to 5. Um, but I know for some people it works, and that's, that's beautiful. And yeah. that's the one that is the beautiful thing about this country and, and all the opportunities that are open to some people. You know, you get to choose what you want to do, you know, and it works for some. Do you ever get into, you hear writer's block. Do you ever get into uh, entrepreneur block where you just, you're in a funk? I, I'm never in a funk where it's like, oh, I don't know what to do because there's always so much work to be done. Okay. And, all right. And- Ideas are constantly popping in your head. Exactly. That's good. But it's that funk of entrepreneurship is, is sometimes lonely. And that I think, you know, I know that it's not something that I only struggle with. Um, owners and entrepreneurs, I think, you know, and, and I speak to a lot of them. Um, there is this loneliness involved because we're the ones that have all the responsibility on our shoulders. A lot of times we've leveraged all of our assets or taken out loans and, you know, borrowed against things to make sure that it works. Um but it's, it's tough, you know, not, you know, being, being at, you know, at that level and running the company and having all the stress. The financial part is tough because you got to keep your family running and you got to pay the bills and you got to pay your employees. Mm-hmm. I've heard it both ways. Some entrepreneurs say I pay myself first and I'll thin out my staff if it means I can't afford a bigger staff. And then I've heard the other side of it. You know, I pay them first and then I'll get the the scraps. What, which way do you do it or what do you believe is the right way? Um, I personally, I don't pay myself. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm the folks where, you know, I want to make sure everybody else is fed and is taken care of first. Um, you know, and, and that's just the way that I run our company. And because we are we're community first, everything we do has the community first. So our employees are no different. You know, we want to make sure that our employees are taken care of. They have their benefits. They have their community service days. Um, You know, we have our, you know, little programs and things internally that we do for our employees. So your husband needs that stable job. (laughs) Right, right. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So now what's the future for the perfect granola? And then you can go play with those little babies of yours. 
<laughs> yeah, futures continued growth. So we're now selling in 48 states across the nation. Um, we sell in amazing retailers like Wegmans and Tops and ShopRite, Hannaford, Walmart nationwide. We've got two more national retailers in the pipeline right now. We're launching before the end of the year. Um, we have our amazing online retailers that we work with. Um, and then our, you know, our food production line that's going into Foodlink is here, the Stacey's Rise Project. And then our second parent company, which will be Perfect Foods and Manufacturing. So we can come out with new products across new avenues and new selling channels. Awesome. How old are your daughters? They, uh, today, my little one turns five. And then oh. um, next week, my other turns nine. I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, wait, this is big. She's going to school this year. Exactly. <gasps> yep. Oh, that's going to be tough. Oh gosh, tears. There'll be some tears. Yep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, we'll be thinking about you the first day of school. <laughs> Enjoy those girls of yours. Thank you so much for taking time to give us some input and uh, inspire all of us. Oh, thank you so much, Sandy, for having me on. Good luck with the Stacy's Pita Chips Rise Project, too. Keep thank us posted. You. All you right. Sure well. She's so great. Okay, so Michelle Little took her passion and turned it into a fast-growing business. And she's dedicating 100% of her focus on this new business. But what if you just have an idea and you want to do it on the side? Maintain your 9-to-5 job and have this little side business going, making some extra cash. We'll invite some women who are doing just that next week on the 7 Figures podcast. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your family. And I will talk to you next Friday. Cheers to being financially confident women. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at Sandy at RochesterBuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe, and tell a friend about the 7 Figures podcast. Smart money strategies for women.